Welcome everyone to episode three of Bond and the Vest Lord, vesting the bonds, breaking the bonds for the vests to become lords of the vests. And the vesting bonds. the bonds actually kind of works. It's what, sort of like vesting. Well, I mean, if you've got like, for example, if you've got vested stock, that basically means your company has given you a certain amount of shares as a gift. Okay. But the 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 reason why they do that is for a certain period of time, it's unvested, meaning you cannot sell it. Okay. So they'll say, okay, here's ten, here's like a hundred shares, but it's unvested for five years. So you own it, but you can't sell it. And then once five years hits, for example, that's just an example. Once five years hits, you're allowed to sell it. That's when it becomes vested. It belongs to you and you can do anything you want to it. So vesting bonds kind of weirdly works as a name. I'm actually kind of happy with that. I, I like that. All right. Well, that that's going to be I guess it's our, our name now. <laughs> that, well, that, that's going to be our, our stock tips. Uh, when, oh my when God. Stuff, we're gonna just going to do a vesting bonds. That's our, how, uh, that's our stock tip. Uh, how many people do you think are going to end up subscribing to this in iTunes? Because they're like, Oh, this has got to be some kind of financial <laughs> help form type thing you know, oh man popular man i don't know uh but if you, this is the first time you guys are hanging out with us i am dean the vest lord defalco and i am with aria the ghetto bond egg Tadari, or just ghetto bond yeah i mean yeah. Do, do you um, want to be proper and have the do you want to be the only one uh what's weird is i am the only one you look up ghetto bond pretty much anywhere else and it's me i, I so. that's a pretty unique name so. but but the ghetto bond i think is a little pretentious i wouldn't do that okay all right well fair enough the name is free to anyone to use good well good you hear it here we got stock tips and we got free uh free use uh yep. stuff for you i'm a free market socialist communist oh boy so uh we've gathered here today to talk about some expectations and uh some good ones some bad ones some some lukewarm ones uh let's uh, all the ones yeah all the ones so let's start with the one that i saw probably the earliest which was uh doom doom okay. will be coming out in about a month right uh i think it's may yeah, yeah i think about oh, a month right. yeah okay about a month and um the beta just came out so you saw the uh, the trailer for it right i saw the trailer i watched so doom this is doom 4 Yes, this is, but it's just called yes. Doom. Right, it, it, it's, it's sort of a reboot. It's the fourth Doom game. Okay. Um, I've been following this forever. I mean, back when John Carmack was still working at at id, I was following it back then. Um, after Rage was completed and all of that. So, I don't know. See, Doom for me is weird because I saw the initial announcement and it looked kind of alright, but... Hearing the stuff, I mean, hearing rumors and stuff of what's been going on behind the scenes, a little scary. So I don't know if I have expectations for this game. This seems almost like a Duke Nukem scenario where it it was could have been on the last system, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it got transferred over, and now they're in this weird state where it's like, yeah, we're gonna throw this out. It's gonna be great. It's Doom. Everyone loves Doom. I guess eventually you just gotta put it out you gotta pull the trigger yeah i mean yeah. i you don't want it to turn into a full-blown duke nukem scenario where you know <laughs> 20 years later you got this dated ass game with this yeah. character that no one loves no anymore. one gives a shit about <laughs> yeah uh so i mean i when i saw the trailer it looked like old doom which got me excited the initial one right right when they showed it off at bethesda's like pre-e3 because it was last year like pre-e3 no no, no 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 there was one that came out uh two or three m months ago where... They, oh, this is more recent then. Yeah, you know, uh, it showed off like he was... It, it was more like... It wasn't a tech demo. It was more or less an actual trailer where it was, I think, two or three minutes and it was all the different th monsters and everything that were showing up in the game. And it brought back a lot of the original designs. Like the, the Cockademon is back to like the one-eyed monster sort of thing rather than in Doom 3. He just had this big gaping maw and looked a little so bit too terrestrial. So they're trying to tap into some nostalgia here. Yeah, it's, well, it, uh, it seems like they're going to update the old uh, designs of the enemies and kind of make them as if they were going to be on this generation systems rather than trying to just, you know, redesign the whole thing from the ground up. Because the designs for the original Doom game weren't bad. I mean, they looked creepy as hell for the time. And if you put that type of... Um, skin on top of new generation graphics i think you probably could have something really good so that got me pretty hyped and i mean chainsaw you know yay they showed chainsaw that shotgun as long as they get those two right i think doom will be okay they did they they have both uh 
versions of the shotgun, I believe. So you got your elephant okay. nose, and then you got your regular one. Uh, then you also have the BFGs back. Uh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I also saw the plasma gun in there. I can't be 100% sure because it went so quick. Um, they showed off the uh, the skeleton with the... Um, we have those those rocket launchers on them. They showed off a lot of the soldiers and stuff, and they look like the old soldiers now, which, again, they are trying to tap into that nostalgia thing, but I feel like they're doing it in the best course possible by, like, sort of just wrapping this this new technology in what the game probably should have been in Doom 3 because that was supposed to be a reboot, and it was, like, at the time it was great, but then I think the more people played it, the more they just wanted old Doom back. I think what also happened with Doom 3, I mean, it's a corridor shooter that was basically super dark. And it's, re- I mean, dark, not as in goth or any of that. No, like, no, dark no. as yeah, in I can't light. see in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and the weirdest part about that game was the fact that the flashlight mod became, like, it actually made the game good. Oh, yeah, it became a necessity. Like, uh, I remember, uh, God, what was it? The, uh, the BFG edition. That was a thing that came it out was like with a the game. Standard, yeah, yeah, it was like a standard thing in the game, but it was just some mod some dude made, and they were like, yeah, maybe we fucked that up. I, I don't know. It was just too dark. Uh, so it's one of those like Cloverfield situations where like Cloverfield was probably a good monster movie. I just couldn't see it because of all the shaky cam. Doom 3 was probably a good like Doom game, but I just couldn't see it. That game tried to rely more on... I mean, because... At that time, survival horror was getting pretty big, so they sort of went from that run-and-gun perspective to the survival horror, you know, you're always sort of uh, low-on-ammo type perspective. Things are around every corner. The original Doom wasn't about that. The original Doom was just... Yeah, it was running and gunning and shooting the shit out of stuff. And that's what the trailer for Doom 4 pretty much made it look like that that's so it's what got it this level be. of chaos now like it's bringing some of that back yes which is great because that's what that series needs i i think you know it was trying to do something else uh for a while when they went on to rage and stuff like that which is great it's awesome to make new ips but they just that's not what people wanted ah <laughs> uh, yeah i see it's weird because i feel like shooters are so different today I mean, I, I hate I hate saying this, but I mean we went for I mean, Doom and Wolfenstein and Quake are like the great they're the grandfathers yeah. of of shooters. Then you had the Halo era, and now you've got the Call of Duty era. But we kind of haven't left the Call of Duty era, so to speak. Like in terms of control, like control scheme, and like even just thinking about how Doom controls. I, did they? So ha, let me ask you this: You've seen? I haven't. I honestly haven't seen uh, this newer trailer. Okay. Does it? And what I saw back at last year's pre E three event, it looked like it looked like old Doom with really good graphics, without modernizing the like no looking down the sights or anything like that. Have they changed any of that? You know what? Uh, I. <laughs> Difficult to say because the way they packaged this trailer was chaos everywhere, blowing shit up, monsters exploding, <laughs> and yeah, that gets you hyped. But I, yeah, when I think about it now, they didn't really show off any of the features of the game for the most part. So you very well could be right. There might not be any aiming down the sights or anything like that. Well, which I think would kind of be cool because it's a little old school, but I don't know. I actually don't know if I need old school anymore. Uh, like, I don't know how you... Number one, I don't know how you'd modernize Doom. I kind of don't want it to be modernized, but at the same time, I feel like if they don't change anything about it, I don't know how excited I'll be for it. Well, you know, Doom 3 did change a bit of the things, you know. I, I, aiming I down changed the site, a lot with Doom 3. Yeah, you know, it's aiming a, down the sights wasn't a thing with uh, Doom 3, I believe. I don't, it didn't, well, I don't think I mean, so. It didn't have to be, though, because that was such a corridor shooter. Right, I and really I, I mean, most of the guns just, you know, were spray and pray everywhere, so it was really whatever. But Yeah, you wouldn't need to have that kind of accuracy. No, no, um, but I I think that generation, the generation that win right now wasn't around when Doom 3 came out, because that originally came out on the original Xbox, uh, and, you know, we only got a really good version of Call of Duty, 
well, the one that caught on to the point where it was just everywhere on uh, Modern Warfare, which was on the PS3 and 360. Okay. Ah, so I'm, I'm sort of cheating here, but I'm reading some quotes from oh, some about, of the guys the on the game. Yeah. Okay. Not just the beta, but just single player in general. So they're, they're calling this new combat system of theirs a push-forward combat system. Um, and it just, it, they're actually trying to discourage people from hiding and, and getting into cover, um, and trying to rest to regain health. So they've actually still have health packs and armor packs. So that much of it hasn't changed, which I think is kind of cool. I wouldn't want that part to leave because I, I that's, that's very, so doom. yeah, that, that is yeah. very doom. You don't want stuff like that to come out. What they can change is, you know, making the controls smoother, changing some of the mechanics for aiming. Uh, I think level like design that. too also deserves some updating. Yeah. Do we like, I remember in doom three, when you got to hell, everything just seemed very bland and the same. I'm well, the whole game seemed very bland and the same because it was, there was yeah. spaceship and there was hell. There wasn't much else going on. I mean, yeah. I, I know, you know, it's difficult to try and make spaceships entertaining because they're not built to be entertaining, you know. And, right. Uh, but th- you got to do something to spice it up. Otherwise, it gets a little boring walking around just aimlessly. Yeah. I So I'm hoping. Now, here's the thing. What I saw at E3, it 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 had a much open it had it had a much larger open space it still looked like you were inside of a big spaceship but it looked like there was some verticality to the level which is not common at all for doom i mean there was no verticality really in the first one there was two levels at most really. no i mean well you could name up for the most yeah. part so, so <laughs> yeah yeah so so it looks like they've added some verticality which i think would be really cool for doom and it it was bright enough where I could see, I mean this sounds really stupid, but there was enough lighting where I could actually see what was going on, and it looked fast. Like it looked much faster than your typical 2016 shooter, which I thought was you know if this if they're one and done with this, if Doom is the only game in the world that exists that plays like this, I'm sort of okay with that. No, I would be too. I I definitely would be too. Um, Doom I feel is sort of an evolving. Well, it has to be an evolving thing because it's one of those um, IPs that you don't want to let die. Like, every time one comes out, it's going to be a cash cow if it's a good game. So, you that's it's one of those things that you, you can't drop the ball on. Like, you could drop the ball on Call of Duty because it comes out every fucking year. You fuck up one, whatever, there'll be another one and people yeah. will still buy it because there's online. You get over it, great. yeah. Doom, there's only been four of them in the last, oh God, when the first one come out? Early 90s? Uh, Doom? Yeah, the original Doom. The original was like 92? Okay, so, like you know, there. 30 years, there's been four no, of them. 93, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, compared to Call of Duty, which early 2000s maybe? There there have been more Call of Duties and Assassin's Creed. So, uh, this is sort of a side topic, but people that keep bitching about, oh, like, you know, Nintendo milks Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. I'm like, there have been more Call of Duty games and Assassin's Creed games in 10 years' time than there's ever been of all of those other games combined. That That's completely true. And, I, I mean, I get, like, they're not bad games. We're not saying they're bad games. We're just saying that there's a lot of them in a very short amount of time, uh, which... It makes it easy for them. If there's a bad one, they can make their money right back with another one that they already had in development. Yeah. With yeah. Doom, that's not the case. If they fuck this up, that's there probably There may not be, be another Doom for a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they can't fuck up too bad. I also feel like, though, going into Doom, like, here's the thing. Even though I'm sort of excited for the game because this doesn't happen that often, and I don't have really high expectations for it, um... But I still want to play it because the weapons in Doom have always been insane. Oh yeah, we we got all kinds of crazy guns. If we're going back to the the, let's talk about the first two because I'm you know the third one I don't really think I did anything crazy. But you got shotgun. Uh, well, I mean shot the shotgun in the original Doom games were. Probably the best shotguns in oh, any ever. video game. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think that's un, like undisputed yeah. best shotgun. 
Uh, but then you have like some more creative stuff. Like uh, the chain gun was really cool. And it made chain a, gun, yeah. It made a really yeah. satisfying sound when you shot it as well. Yeah. It was really uh, great. You had a rocket launcher, which was cool. Uh-huh. Um, you had the plasma gun, which was basically a chain gun that shot. Well, it didn't look like a chain gun, but it had the same rate of speed that just shot plasma bullets out. They were this bright blue color that looked like awesome. Um then you had, I mean, let's just let's just go to the granddaddy. We don't have to talk about the pistol because the pistol is a starter weapon. Whatever, everyone has yeah, a fucking pistol. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, you got the BFG. Yes. Oh, man, that, that thing was probably the most satisfying thing to shoot off in the game because you shot it at a group of enemies, and this green thing just shot out like a fucking missile, and when it hit them, that was it. Everything was dead. There, there was nothing else left. I mean, you got so few bullets for it though unless you put in the code which what was it IDDQD I believe I I don't remember I think so but I don't fully remember uh that you know it 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 was one of those things that was a treat that when you got it and you sh- you got a bullet for it and you got these waves of dudes coming to you you just clear the whole field with it wow I almost knocked my tablet over I got so excited about that like, ah! now my, here now here's the question that I've got okay at what point? Because I'm I'm sort of just looking at some screenshots right now, and some short clips. Okay. Of the multiplayer, so I, I don't know what the single player looks like, but at what point does this start resembling Unreal more and more? I I did see the the multiplayer, which I tell you what, if I bought the game. Would not be the reason. I probably yeah, wouldn't like. Play it. I wouldn't play it yeah. online. Um, Doom's never really been a game about multiplayer. Well, no, I mean the first. I was always quick. Yeah, the the first two you were able to play online after someone released some sort of. I think it was like a add on or mod or something where you could play through dial up, which is great, fantastic. But then Quake yeah. came out, and you didn't need Doom to do that anymore. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, I saw it where I, I don't know how far you got into this stuff, but you could play as the monsters. Oh, interesting. Which okay, I we've seen that done before with like it's Left, like a Left Dead, 4 Dead, you know? yeah. And th- granted, there hasn't been a Left 4 Dead game out in a long time because Valve has pretty much just said, "Well, fuck video games." So you know, it could be cool, but the monsters in Doom are pretty fucking overpowered. That's yeah, that's. Tr- I guess I, it depends what monsters you get too, though. Yeah, I guess it also depends on how they end up tuning it for multiplayer. Like, they might not be the same. I mean, they might visually look the same as they do in the single-player campaign, but they might tune it some way or another for multiplayer. God, I hope so. I hope they're just not like, yeah, let's let's put the fucking uh, the, the hell demon in there and see what happens while he's you know, punching people th- to death. This is kind of, believe it or not, this is... This is sort of bringing me back to how I felt when I first saw Final Fantasy XV, where I'm sort of excited about it, and I want to give it a shot. I'm not going to go in with the highest of expectations, but this may actually be pretty fun. I hope it's fun. And I think people who are expecting, you know, the next big online shooter. This is not it. No, it's not. Yeah, this, this is, is not is, it. This it's is, not meant to be it either. Yeah, this is going to be your single player experience that you're looking for. Just like and even Dead Space. there, th- this, I don't think this is designed to be like a major event. Like, when Bioshock came out, that was a major event, even for a single-player game. This just seems like, you know what? Doom 3 was weird and different. We know that there is a market out there for people that just want more Doom. Here it is. I I hope they manage to encapsulate what Doom is, the original one, because I think it will capture people's attention because there's not a lot out like that anymore. So if they manage to do that, it could probably catch pretty well. And it's coming out at a time where there really aren't going to be that many other games. So it's not like they're coming out during the holiday season where this is going to get overlooked. May 13th is its release date. Right, yeah. So there, there's not going to be anything around that time that's really going to tell you like, otherwise. Yeah, like right at the end of a lot of school semesters and school years. And they say the single-player campaign is going to be around 15 hours. That's impressive for a shooter. So not bad, yeah. Like that's longer than most single-player shooters. Uh, so I don't know. Like it's coming out at the right time for something like this. It is. Uh, let's just hope it doesn't crash and burn. Yeah, I figure worst case scenario, it will do okay. Yeah, I, 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 th- I th- yeah, I think, so. I think people, I think, are just. Di- I mean, not for nothing. It's not like there's a whole lot of stuff available for these current generation consoles. So 
with summer break coming up and you just got a couple of weekends to kill, this probably wouldn't be a bad thing to pick up. But we'll see how it turns out. I'm I'm going in cautiously, but I'm sort of excited about it. Speaking of uh, going in cautiously to things, uh, I think we should talk about our next game, uh, which we're uh, kind of... Well, I'm a little excited for, but uh, Dark Souls uh, okay. 3. Okay. The king okay. of cautiousness. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've had... In a short amount of time, just like Assassin's Creed and other games, not not as close, but still close, we've had Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3. I think yeah. that's right. So we've, we've had five games, and the formula is largely unchanged. I mean, Bloodborne did add a little bit more aggressiveness because you had no shield, which I, I think we talked about on... Um, God, we talked about it on the Average Geniuses podcast, which you should listen yeah. to, but... Um, yeah, I, I they, there's nothing different about these games. It's just continuing the story, bigger, badder bosses, and you know new weapons and stuff. But the, you know the mechanics are the same. So here's here's the thing. I actually just I'm not kidding. Maybe about thirty minutes ago, just purchased Bloodborne on the PS4, and it's it probably is done downloading by now. Uh. I, so here's, I have never played a Dark Souls game. I've watched a good amount of it on Twitch, Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 2 sort of didn't catch me as much, but there's something fascinating about those games. Bloodborne, Dark Souls. I love the idea of, A, these games aren't, these games are subtle in their storytelling. It's almost like a Valve way of telling the story where they don't have insane long cutscenes and just like dialogue nonstop. You're more exploring your environments. Very true. And, yeah. It's, and, it's and you're open. learning about it that way. Yeah. It's, it's very open world. Like you can do lots of things. Sure. There's going to be some doors and stuff that are locked, but yeah, you're only limited to your own skill and power. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if you take your time to explore the environments, you'll get a lot more out of that game. Yeah. You get very rewarded for running around. Yeah. That and there's so what I've noticed about Dark Souls and I again, I haven't played it. I probably will. I've only picked Bloodborne as my first quote unquote Souls type game because I like the Victorian era setting and there's so much going around going on around Dark Souls right now that I just wanted to try something that's not Dark Souls. But um, what what I find so fascinating about it, 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 they're not, people keep saying, oh, they're really hard games. I don't think they're hard per se. They're, they're not hard, but... They, they reward patience. They do. And they punish just the run and gun twitch mentality that a lot of people have today yeah um it, it's it's funny uh Regan and i were sort of just tiptoeing into this on sunday kind of testing out stream settings and everything so we played for about two hours and where he got, let me ask, who's actually helming this who's actually playing the game? uh i i've played through it already so he's gonna be helming it and i'm going to sort of if he gets stuck i'm gonna be like all right don't go this way go that way things like that because I, I've I've beaten a large amount of the game but from for my own clarification I've been playing it on the side so that when we do stuff I it's fresh in my head now um so him and I were playing it uh to test it out and he does not know how to slow down well, in games. That's, keep this in mind yeah that, that's <laughs> the thing you know where he got to in two hours and where I got to in two hours are two very different places because I'm a little bit more of a patient player. So yeah, uh, I got I, I beat the first two bosses, which, I mean, you can't really count the first boss because it's sort of just a tutorial. So I, I guess I beat right. the first real boss, and then I got another halfway through to the second boss. I probably could have done it last night, but I really didn't want to rush myself. So where Riga got in two hours where was he got to the first boss and then he kept dying because he got frustrated about like you know running into things and whatnot it, it's it does not reward trying to take shortcuts to do things at well, all what I think what's interesting about it is I hate I hate to use this term but as quote unquote old school gamers where you did not have save states and continues, and you'd sort of have to play it right, so to speak, to, to advance through a game. And this seems a lot like that, where it's like, okay, you can't just throw yourself at the same problem 
8 million times over and expect to achieve anything. Slow it down, learn patterns, learn the AI routines and patterns in the game, and learn how to beat the game. This isn't like, there was an interesting discussion I had a while back with somebody where back in the day, we always used to say, well, we beat the game. And nowadays you complete the game. There's no real challenge to it. You know, going through Uncharted, you'll eventually get through it no matter how you approach it. Right. Whereas this one seems like, you know what? You're doing it wrong. Like, there's not your way to play this game. You've got to play the game right. Oh, certainly. Like, I got to the second boss this afternoon, which, well, early this morning, which was a, uh, it's it's a gargoyle. Uh, so you start beating him up. You get him down to 50% health. Another gargoyle comes, and now there's two of them. So... Basically, everything that you were doing for that gargoyle, which is difficult enough because every time he takes a swing at you... <laughs> you gotta he, double it up. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you have to be very careful. Now, I didn't beat him because I I ran out of um, health recharges. Like, they call them Estus flasks. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got the first one down to, like, almost nothing. And I tried running in to hit him. And, of course, because I got impatient... Yep. I paid You're for gonna it. You're going to die. Yeah, so... Uh, it almost baits you into doing that, too, which is funny. Oh, yeah, you see that there's, like, that little sliver of health left, and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go out and fucking hit him. No. And the game's like, come at me, bro. And then it's like, I shouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah, no, you, you get punished severely. And the thing is, Dark Souls, the, the second word, Souls, is literally your currency in the game. And the thing is, you get it from killing uh, bosses, enemies, uh, even NPCs if you want. I wouldn't recommend doing that, though. No. <laughs> um, so if you die with those souls on you, they stay at that spot in the game. Now, you could pick them up if you don't die You've got again. one chance to get them back. If you die again, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah, and, they're, they're done. Yeah, that's, that's the shitty part of the game because dying at a boss is not fun to get back to because normally there's not a lot of um, safe, not even safe points. They're called... Checkpoints. Yeah, they're called bonfires, so checkpoints yes. where, you know, you can go and get back to it easily. You still have to fight through hordes of bad guys and then still make it with enough like health replenishes and spells. And they and respawn stuff. after you die. Oh yeah. So you clear out an area and you die, they come back. Yes, there's very few characters in this game that are like single spawn instances. The bosses are of course of course single spawn. And then there are the um, there's these black knights throughout the game. And if you kill them, they normally relinquish a lot of uh, souls and normally drop really good items, and they're also single spawn. But that's about it. Like, everything else yeah. is out there to kill you over and over and over again. So, I mean, dying in the game isn't just frustrating, but you end up literally losing time in your life because you've got to just rerun a good chunk of the game again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, see, that's what fascinates me. And the other best part about it, though, that I really like, going back to the subtlety of the game, what was really a, a moment in those games, but for all of them really, is when you get into the game and the game is new. I feel like this is really one of those types of games though where if you're there around launch, it's a much more interesting experience because you're learning the game with everyone else. So it was really fun to see like forums explode over like, well, what is this? Like, I don't know. And everyone's, everyone is trying to figure it out together. Sort of like Fez, you know, like when people were unlocking the secrets of Fez, they were all, it was all happening at one time. So it was like this big landmark moment in gaming. And I feel like all of these games sort of have that to them. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, secret stuff to the games. There's things where, you know, talking to certain characters enough times will help, unlock uh special abilities and things like that which is all really great uh you know i was just kind of running around through the game where i saw this door that could be broken down so i was like that doesn't come along too often so i was ready to fight someone i break down the door and there's a prisoner there so i let him out and he's like all right thanks i'm a little tired right now so i don't want to give you a reward but later come find me and i'll help you out so I'm pretty psyched to see where that goes because yeah. I, I really don't remember. But, yeah, I, I remember getting something cool. It's it's an all-golden knight. He looks really badass. I want his oh, armor. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it's like, here you go, buddy. It's like, wow. And now he's naked. <laughs> He'll keep his underwear. Hopefully. He's like Arthur from, uh, the. oh, my God, what is that game? Ghosts and Goblins. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. Jeez, that's, that took me a second. <laughs> It'd be great if his armor just didn't fit you at all, and you're running around all clanky clank. <laughs> it's just like, ah. That, that's a funny part to the game is that, you know, when you put on different armor, it sounds different when you're running. So I have on Chainmail right now, and all you hear is like, chink, 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 chink. <laughs> yeah, chink. it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great game. Uh, I'm super pumped you're actually starting Bloodborne because after our, I beat Dark Souls anyway for... Uh, helping on the stream, I'm gonna go play Bloodborne myself because I I just got it. So that, there's that's something really cool about that environment. I mean, they both have like to me they're both they they're both amazing looking games. I like the setting for both, but I feel like the whole dark fantasy thing we've got a lot of that. Whereas that that Victorian era Bloodborne setting. I have not seen a whole lot of that in video games. No, uh, I mean you can. I can name a handful of games off the top of my head that are dark fantasy. You got uh, Dark Siders. Uh, yeah. Devil May Cry for the most part is you know all cathedral shit and demons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know there there's not many games like uh, a Bloodborne that have sort of a more um, oh God, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Like modern feel to it because you get guns right. and shit in like that game yeah it feels like an 1800s 1900s like london that's what it looks right, like right. Well, at least from the trailers that i've seen uh so it's and it's also really cool because what i've like, i saw a lot of dark souls one uh but what i've intentionally done though is i saw i've seen none of bloodborne besides the initial trailer for that game i've seen none of it i've seen none of dark souls two and three so I'm hoping to go into all of these games super fresh, blind, to just kind of experience it like that. And they're longer games, too, which I have not done in a while. I normally don't get excited to play a 50-hour-plus game, but I don't know. I'm sort of excited about this well, one. Well, it's more exciting when you realize, you know, you have to put effort into the game rather than just hitting A a lot and, you know. Yeah, this game is going to beat the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm sort of okay yeah, with even that. Even when you're strong, you could still get killed pretty easily. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, that's the key thing, though, is you have to be careful. Oh, most definitely. So, um... So, what are your expectations? So, after playing a lot of uh, Dark Souls 1, how do you feel about 3 coming out in a couple of... In a few days? I mean, we're talking the, the 12th. Right. I'm probably not going to get it when it comes out, because for me to say, all right, I'm going to play Dark Souls, then I'm going to play Bloodborne, then I'm going to play Dark Souls 3... I'd probably be teetering that's on a insanity lot. Yeah. at that point. Yeah, that's a lot. I feel like this is one of those, like, I can play this maybe once a year or once every two years. I can handle this type of game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see how I feel after. I I think Dark Souls and Bloodborne are different enough where I can jump into They're it different and games. be like, all right, yeah. this is fun. But, you know, going all three of them. Back to back of 50-hour games. That's, that's a little rough. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Though I've tempered my own expectations because I don't have the time to invest in it. You know, if it'd be one thing if we were starting with Dark, Dark Souls 3 on the stream. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, these games aren't incredibly story heavy. But I did want people to see, like, who haven't played it or haven't beaten it at least, you know. To catch them up. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of wanted to go on that way. Which I think it'll still be fun because... Uh, just like you, R Riga hasn't really played much of Dark Souls either besides what he's been playing with me, which is very little. Yeah, two hours into that game is absolutely nothing. Did uh, he tell you what happened with that uh, guy? Uh, When he initially tried to play it? Well, no, 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 because you were there. So did, I was there for that, yeah, yeah. To catch everyone up, when Riga and I first started the game and booted the it up. The very beginning of the game. Uh, You, you, you get out of the, the, the prison area and you get to your like the sort of the staging area for the the first parts of the game where you know you got your bonfire you could level up whatever you got and then you go out into the the actual castle and everything and start really fighting now there's a guy hanging out there who's just really really sad about everything and really like just defeatist <laughs> you thought it was a good idea to beat the shit out of him for for whatever reason i don't know why you know what's crazy too when I first saw him do that, I'm like, you really have no idea what kind of game this is. Like, you are going to get killed. Like, well, yeah, that, that's what happened. You know, this guy just got up and he was like, okay, fuck this. Well, fuck you. And, yeah. like, he just started beating the <laughs> shit out of him. Now, Riga thought if he restarted the game, the guy might reset oh. or something. No, he was very wrong. The guy did not reset. Oh, it remembers those states. It's like, oh, nope, I remember you. Yeah. You're going to die again. Yeah, so... 
Uh, when him and I were testing the uh... oh, and he—I don't know—I don't know if you saw this, but he chased like the guy kept chasing him. So Riga thought it'd be a good idea to try to run from him, and he ran for a long time, and then he just turned around, and there was a million enemies chasing him. Oh yeah, and then yeah, like the guy was still chasing him. Yeah, none of them really reset. You do have to kill no. them. Yeah, uh, they don't fuck around in that game. Yeah, uh, so. What we were doing was we were we were testing out our settings and everything, so he kept uh, just putting the controller down and letting us like mess around with the stream, mess around with the camera and everything, and get it set up. Well, the problem was when uh, we we couldn't get enough footage to actually look at it. He'd just keep dying. So re oh, he loaded up the same save. Yeah, he didn't want to start a new one for some reason. Oh so, my god! Uh, okay, it got to the point where the guy kept murdering him, but then Riga's like, "All right, I'm gonna fight him." So he started fighting him by a cliff. And oh my god, the guy yeah. pushed Riga off the cliff, but then the guy dove in after him. Oh, that's him. That's going real him. So they both died, <laughs> except he didn't respawn. So that fixed the entire game. Oh my god. Although, you know, it's really unfortunate, what, though. What's that? Apparently, that guy, if you do kill him, drops like the most amazing item in the game. Oh, he's incredibly strong, though. Like, but he, but now Rega will never be able to get no, it. No, it's at the bottom of whatever pit that he fell into. Yeah, he, he, so in a weird way, he saved himself by doing this, but he also might have screwed himself out of potentially the best item in the game. Again, it's just our test, uh, save, so it doesn't really matter. He's not gonna, he's not gonna give that yeah. up. Well, I, I, I mean, we have our stream one, and now we'll have that one to fuck around in. So it's 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 whatever. But yeah, um, I I thought that was just funny that the game will react that way. And I also thought it was funny that the guy was so angry that he chased Riga <laughs> into a chasm. Of death. he's like, fuck this guy. I'm done with him. We're neither of us are coming back from this. Except we did. So yeah. sucks for him. Except he he didn't understand how his own game works. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, are there, is there anything else you have expectations set for this, uh, this coming spring or summer? Uh, video game wise, yeah. uh, if we're talking, so I just got an email from Nintendo about Star Fox. Oh, don't tell me they delayed it again. No, no, no. It asked, it wanted me to pre-order it. Okay. Uh, April 22nd, right? Yeah. Which is right around the freaking corner. But what's weird about it is. So I got Pokken without being all that excited about it, but I actually really do enjoy the game. But it's different. I don't. I I don't feel any hype towards the Star Fox. They've they've played down their own game quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like they don't even seem hyped about it. You know, they there was like, all right, you know, we're delaying it. Uh, sorry, blah blah blah. We got shit to do. We don't want to mess anything up. So, all right, cool. We got it. All right, sorry. We got to delay it again. We want to make sure it's really good. Blah, blah, blah. It's not ready. Okay. It's coming out. And it's like, well, you know, you delayed it a bunch of times. Why should we want this game? I mean, I know it's Star Fox, but there hasn't been any real, like... There's been one good Star Fox game. Yeah, and there hasn't been any real gameplay video of this that's been all that exciting. It looks the same as the original. Yeah. Yeah, and I, so, I don't know if that's what they're banking on, but I, you know... I don't, like, unlike Doom, I don't think I want an on-rails shooting game anymore. No. N not, not, not a Star Fox one, anyway. Like, you know, if you're gonna do this... The way I would do it anyway is you make the flight space open, you know, so you can go around to different things. Or instead of, like, a map area, you have where you're, like, flying around the, the mothership, home ship, uh, fucking battle station or whatever. Whatever. And you could fly yeah. out to, like, different nebulas and stuff through, like, warps and shit. So it all seems interactive. So there really isn't a menu. The whole game is... Should be, yeah. Right. So there shouldn't be really any, like, uh, interruption. Break from the action, Right, yeah. except for, like, a loading screen to get into the, the next uh, area, which, again, you could kind of fancy up to look like Mass Effect, where they have a, just a big uh, FMV sequence when it's yeah, still pretty loading. cool, though. Right, exactly. You know, um, and then everything should be open. There shouldn't be really too many limits to what you're doing, which I I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that's the game they're making. No, it doesn't seem like it. No, so I don't, I don't hold the original Star Fox games that dear to my heart. I thought they were fun games. I think they were more 
they've always so for me it's what's weird is Star Fox has always seemed to be more of a tech demo than anything else because the original shows off like what was it, the Super Eight chip what was it called in the Super fucking FX. Uh, Super FX chip in uh in uh the Super Nintendo then it was like all right here's the Rumble Pack with the N64 version of it and. The one on GameCube wasn't made by Nintendo. That was a, uh, that was a. Um, yeah, there were two of rare them. joint, wasn't it? Uh, there was Star Fox Assault. Was that Silicon Knights? And there was the the other one, which was essentially, oh god, I, Star Fox Adventures. Yes. All right, so that one was supposed to be another game. That wasn't supposed to be a Star Fox game. They reskinned it with Star Fox characters, hoping. They might like just run into sell some sort a few of success. more copies. Yeah, yeah, didn't work. Um, the the game. I mean, as far as the mechanics went, it was a solid game. The problem with it was is that it wasn't a Star Fox game, and no one wanted that game. Then they came out with, I believe it was Star Fox Assault, which was more Star Fox, but still wasn't good. You had a lot of like weird sequences. Like, um, they took Star Fox out of the ship. But they didn't make his controls very good. They gave him almost tank controls. And the way he was yeah. running when he was on the ground was absolutely atrocious looking. And, like, you you can't do that. You can't, like, if you're going to take Star Fox out of the ship, for one, you need to make the sequence look good. And for two, you need to make yeah. that moment fit Star Fox as a character. You can't have him just run around with tank controls or airplane controls and expect it to work. It won't work. You can't have Star Fox the character do a barrel roll. What makes sense? <laughs> so Shigeru Miyamoto claims that this Star Fox is not a prequel or a sequel, nor is it a strict remake of the first game. But it looks like it plays like the first game. I, I I'm going in. Uh, I. I'm not excited, but I feel like I'm going to play well, this. I, I think we have to give it a chance for Star Fox's sake because there hasn't been a Star Fox game in quite a while. I mean, on the Wii, there... Oh, was there wasn't. Yeah, I don't think there was any. They they had Metroid. They had Kirby. They had a crap ton of Mario games. There Star Fox and F-Zero seem to be the two games that Nintendo has that could be really cool. They just don't seem to want to do anything with. F-Zero could be really great. I, I would pay a lot for a cool racing for my, game. But, it, but from my understanding, too, Nintendo wasn't even developing Star Fox Zero. I'm not sure. Uh, Is this a... I thought this was Platinum Games. Well, we could take a look real quick. I You know, I the thing about Star Fox as, as a company is that the, the game really hasn't caught the same fire that it needed since 64, which was a long time ago. And again, I think that was really the rumble pack. That was just like, oh, look, the controller shakes. Yeah. It, I mean, it was the first of its kind, but... Uh, what's this one called again? Star Fox? Star Fox Zero. Zero. Okay, so Platinum Games. Nintendo and Platinum Games. Let me make sure I got it right. Produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, yeah, so it's it's a joint. Uh, it's Nintendo, EPD, and uh, okay. Platinum and Games. Platinum? Yeah. All right. Uh, which is just EPD for anyone who doesn't know is Nintendo Entertainment Planning Development. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this. I hope it's good. I I can't put all my my chips in this one, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Also, there's something that's going to be bundled with the game called Star Fox Guard. Guard? Yeah. What the fuck is this? I don't know. Is this a mobile? No, this is for the Wii U. Oh, that okay. seemed like an experimental game that they initially showed off. I may be completely wrong. It's on got this. Slippy. That's all that matters. Slippy's the main character, guys. I'm gonna pay hundreds oh. of dollars for this. Just sell me, <laughs> sell me Star Fox Guard. I'll, I'll pay for that. What about Bravely Second? Bravely Second. Uh, I think a lot of people are hyped for that game. I think the only reason I'm not personally hyped for it is because I did not beat the first one. I didn't even play through the first one. I liked it, but um, the game looks good. No, it's 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 an awesome game. It's it's so good. It's so well done. I mean, Br Bravely Default was a fantastic game. Now, the only thing that I find it difficult nowadays to do is that you're making this 40-hour RPG on a system that a, a yeah. lot of people don't play in those 40 yeah, hours. <laughs> you know, 
if if I'm gonna do that, you should make something where put it on my TV where I can sit on a chair. Right? Can can I plug something into yeah. my my uh what the fuck the the Nintendo Wii U controller, and then can it go to the screen? Can we reverse that? Is that a thing? That, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That's I think that was my main issue is when that when Bravely Default first came out. I played the demo that they released, which wasn't even really, it was like a separate, I kind of like what Square does with their demos, where they're like, this is sort of like a side story, so it adds on to the final game. It's not just a chunk of the final game. But I remember playing through, and I'm like, this is, this would be really cool if we're on my TV. I don't know if I, like, this is the type of game that I want to play for a few hours at a time, not in, you know, 45 minute chunks, but like, you know, three, four hour chunks. But I don't know if I'm going to sit here holding my 3DS for that long staring at this tiny screen my here's my thing when i was younger and i played the game boy like pokemon for hours on end it was comfortable to hold in my hand uh like when i was laying in bed or whatever and you know play like that i can't find a comfortable position to like lay down or sit down with the 3ds like either my hand goes numb from the corner digging into it or you know, I, I gotta take out the pen and fucking use it. I just, uh. Yeah, it's it's partly that, and for me, it's also I just like seeing stuff on a big screen. Games like that that you're gonna play for a long amount of time, there should be some sort of option where you can make it go to a a larger monitor because it's yeah. it's very difficult to sit there, especially for people of our age where you know you get tired just staring at a tiny screen for that long. Like I'll play fire emblem for 15, 20 minutes, beat a battle. I'm like, I'm getting sleepy. I need to put this down. And it's also really weird because it's long enough where even being on a long flight round trip, it's still not enough time to beat it. No. So I feel like that's the other bummer is like right now, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be flying to LA in may. That's a seven, a six hour flight. Right. And if I do a round trip, it's 12 hours worth of playtime. But it's still not enough to beat this game. And I feel like that'd be the perfect environment for me to sit down and play this thing. Yeah, you know, por- portable games should... Well, you know what? I can't say that the game shouldn't be that long. But right. if... But it's it seems weird for the platform. Yeah, it, it does. You know, if, if they're going to do something like that where they, they make the games that long... I mean, I could just be being a Care Bear right now. But they should break it up where, you know, all right... Act one, you beat it, cool. Here's a reward for beating Act One. You get a cool. They are, yeah. Whatever, you know, break it up into chunks. Yeah, because just playing all the way through like that is is difficult. You know, especially so, if you don't know like how far you are in. Besides just saving it and looking at the time, but that that could so, be, uh, you know, uh, misleading. So I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, howlongtobeat.com, mm-hmm. and I searched Bravely Default. I really want to play this game. But the average playtime for the main story alone is 57 hours. Yeah, it's a long game. That that is very long that's, for portable. That's longer than Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. That's just the main story. I mean, Square's always been that. It is Square, right? It is a Square game, but even by their standards, it's really long. I, Look, give me another. Give me another Square. I game. mean, the, the thing is, classic or modern? A, a, a what? Like a, a good one? Uh, oh, all right, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, Let's compare right, fine. it. Um, Final Fantasy Nine. Sure, that was a, that was like their last good Final Fantasy game. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, Forty-three hours for the main story. Okay. All right. Well, why don't, this, why don't we do this? Is another game basically on top of Final Fantasy Nine. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I. I. I when when the game came out. They said, "All right, this is going to be the the example, the sterling example of what a Japanese RPG should be." And right. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that amount of playtime is not obscene for a, a JRPG. And I mean, it is, you know, I I think the golden standard of what those games should be. However, I think that golden standard doesn't really work on a portable system anymore, especially yeah, it, you, if that were my TV fine. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to, like you said, portable, no way. And the thing is you don't even have the option of that. You know, I could always get a lightning to HDMI adapter for my phone. It'll be a little yeah. weird, but I, I could it's still, still get be it. in high def. Right. Um, there's no option at all 
to do that on a Nintendo DS unless you somehow get it customized, which could cost in the range of $650. So I don't think how, anyone's going to do that. I just don't know how that type of game ended up being an exclusive game on a portable Nintendo system. But it obviously did well enough to get a sequel. Well, I, I think it was for the Japan market, and then it came over here. Yeah, that's still... I, I just I, f- I always get bummed when something like that happens because I, I want to play the game. I just don't know if I have the the time. Yeah, I mean the time to do it on a portable. Again, system. I we're at an age where that you know time is at a premium, and I I think kids don't appreciate. Well, they have summer vacations. That's the big thing. Like I used to have summer vacations, so I would be able to sit there play Final Fan. I play Final Fantasy VII to the point where the timer in the game stopped going up. It got to ninety nine hours, fifty nine minutes, and fifty nine seconds. Because I had a whole summer fucking vacation to do nothing. You know, it's just, I don't, I, it could just be me, because I, I don't know, I, I wasn't really super into RPGs when I was younger. Like, are kids going to appreciate this as, as much? They're yeah, not. You know? These these are games made for older people. Yeah. Like, these are for the 20-plus-year-old gamers, which I think most of them would rather play. Like, I mean, not for nothing, going back to going going back to the time thing, this will sound really pretentious, but at a certain point in your life, you end up with more money than you have time. So, I, I, most of us have nice TVs. Most of us have decent sound systems. So, the game looks beautiful. Why would I want to play it on this super low resolution, tinny sounding portable system? No, yeah, I agree with you. You know, uh, I think the game's going to be great. I just, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going yeah, like- to get around to playing it. It's just one of those where I really want to play it. I just don't think I ever will. Yeah. And I don't think I could stomach watching a playthrough of it. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't really watch that. Yeah, for 50 hours? Yeah, no no that, way. I, I mean, that's why a lot of Let's Players don't do RPGs because, you know, there's grinding too, involved and stuff. Yeah. You know, no one's going to want to watch that no matter how interesting you are. Right. All right. So uh, let, let's do one more just to end it on a happy note. All right. Uh, wait, what other game? I mean, we got Doom. We got uh, Bravely Second. Yep. Um, covered Star Fox. What else is there? Oh, geez. We're running out of games. Well, I mean, it's that weird summertime. I hate that. You know, why the fuck? Kids are free in the summer. I mean, I get there's no holiday coming around, but parents yeah. are going to want to shut them up somehow. I think their fear is summer vacations, but... That also doesn't. I mean, not everyone goes away for the entire three months, so I don't. I I find that weird. Uh, great time I think for Dark Souls to come out. Uh, I mean, Red Dead Redemption was successful because of the time that it came out. Same thing with Bioshock. Those games all came out like spring, early summer, so they kind of had the season to themselves. Um, because as much as I love those games, they won't sell compared to an Assassin's Creed or, or Call of Duty or. Or one of those. Uh, let me really quickly see what else is coming. Uh, yeah, so. I'm actually on there right now. Too. Oh, No Man's Sky is coming. <laughs> no Man's Sky is coming. All right, that should be pretty That's, damn that's cool. June. Yeah. I am yeah. fucking psyched for that game. I'm sorry, but I had to get that out there. I am super excited for that no, game. No, that, that should be pretty hyped. Hype levels are real for that one. Uh, that might be my most anticipated game of the year. I, I wouldn't blame you, man. I would not blame you at all. I don't really see too much else coming out, though, besides that. Like, I'm, I'm looking now. And, uh, oh, I've... That seems... Dark Man... Uh, no Man's Sky seems like a game that was made for me. Dark Man's Skies. Dark Man's Sky sounds even I like crazier. It. Yeah. I like so it. That's a little that's weird. That's good. <laughs> uh, you got Assassin's... Oh, wait, no, it's on fucking Vita. I thought that was going to be a PS4 release, which would be kind of cool. Um, Quantum Break is April 5th. Quantum... Actually, that's out. Sorry. That's Whoops. out. There are... So, Quantum Break is... I love Remedy. I like their games. Really enjoyed Alan Wake. Liked uh, the Max Payne games. I don't know about that game. Because the reviews are all over the place. And normally I don't give a shit about reviews. I normally just kind of dive in to play. Mm-hmm. But I I really don't know. No, I get, that's that's cool. Um, Alright, on the RTS front, you got a new Warhammer game. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? It's Total War Warhammer. So you got the Total War engine Wait, with Warhammer characters. Whoa. Yep. May 24th. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know how that sounds crazy. It does sound crazy. That actually sounds kind of yeah, badass. Yeah, pretty so. cool, though. Um, Wait, that's the first time I'm hearing of this game. I, I heard of it really, really briefly in December. I think they had a trailer come out, and I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. And then I totally forgot about it. <laughs> 
that sounds like it could be great. But uh, again, well, I mean, the the it's not really the summer anymore. But Final Fantasy fifteen will be September thirtieth. So I mean, I think it's a great time for to put out a game like well, that. yeah, because you'll have that time for the reviews and everything to kick in, where you'll get that Christmas hype going on. So that should be a pretty big game. And you're not coming out right at, at Christmas, the November yeah, so you, time when everyone yeah, else is coming out. You're everything on it. Yeah. Um. As far as I, I'm really excited about that game, though. Final. Fantasy. Oh, so I, am and I. I have not liked. I have not liked Final Fantasy in many years. It, it, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, then King's Glaive looks really good. They got an, the anime thing looks pretty. Yeah, they cool. They got a new Odin Sphere coming out. That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Uh, June. Huh. Then there's a new Kirby game in June. Uh, Kirby. Well, Kirby's the fucking man. I mean, Kirby's a boss. Yeah, no, he is so. a boss. Planet Robobot. I I, I haven't even seen anything on this. Uh, but well, I don't know. We'll take a look at it. Maybe talk about it next week. Uh, you know what? I'm putting Kirby towards the top of my all list. Right. Uh, and then there's a new Star Ocean as well. Star Ocean Five: Integrity and Faithlessness. I feel like those two <laughs> don't go <laughs> that's together. A re- <laughs> that's a real Japanese name. Yeah. I st- I, wow. I mean, Star Ocean has always been a very Japanese game. I think oh, yeah. early on, um, Square wanted that to be you know their their backup Final Fantasy game. Uh, and it just never took yeah, off in never, the same never, way. Yeah, never really got the, the traction it needed. Same thing with Dragon Quest, except Dragon Quest does have an audience, but it's not the same well, Dragon Quest, Well, in Japan, yeah. Dragon Quest is bigger than Final Fantasy, yeah. but only in Japan. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool game. I'm happy they all come out here, but they never get the, the sort of... They never get... Yeah, they never get hyped up. Yeah, uh, but at least we, we ended that on a good note. I'm, I'm a little bit more happy now. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's really cool, though? And uh, I feel really weird saying this. I would not have been playing Bloodborne today if I didn't stop playing Dota. Uh, I'd say I, yeah, because we, yeah, no. We played so much Dota for so long that I feel like I missed out on so many good games because of it. Yeah, we, we played Dota for a very long time. I mean, as far as an eSports go, it's it's great, but it's... It is such a time yeah, sink. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to get into. I mean, one match, you know, isn't as bad as watching, you know, say football or whatever. Because football, you know, that can take it. That's a fucking day investment. You, but you want to know something though? Yeah. Not so. Sandy and I went to. Uh, I I've not gone to many sports games because I'm not a sportsman. Uh, Sandy, a year ago, uh, won a raffle at her job that got Super Bowl tickets, so we went to the Super Bowl. Now. That game went by real quick. That whole experience seemed to be so quick. Uh, and it was exciting, even though I'm not that into football anymore. I went to TI4. Sandy was there. Rega was there. There were moments where we were fucking falling asleep in the arena. Yeah, you know, they still have a way to go. And I mean, I think the best way to do those things is watching them from the comfort of your house. Because, yeah. you know, there's a break. You can always switch it to something else. for And do meantime. something yeah. else. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass to go to the... and. Like, there's no assigned seating, so once you find a good seat, you don't want to give it up, so you don't want to get up, but there are long, hour to two hour long breaks between matches. It sucked. Yeah, I, the the community still has a way to go as far as developing how they do the tournaments and stuff. How's League with that kind of thing? I don't think it's as bad, you know, you, you, to be honest. It seems more tightly controlled. I'd, I'd say at max 30 minutes till another game comes up. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's still a little long, but it's much more reasonable than Dota. Yeah, and the thing is, they've been doing it for a while. You know, if you're talking about people who have a very organized uh, tournament bracket, it's League because not only do they have big tournaments, they have their own goddamn season, like basketball yeah. and baseball. So they have to make sure it runs well, otherwise it holds up everything else. You know, you need to get oh, yeah. standings out to figure out where everyone sits for a tournament that's going to be next week. If something yeah. fucks up and one of the matches don't get played, well, then, you know, you could be screwing someone out of, you know, their chunk of change, and that could end up going to legal at that point. So, yep. uh, yeah, they have to make sure everything runs well. Um, again, I don't, I don't – I'm not saying that Dota's any less serious, but they have less tournaments. They don't – they also don't have a season. They're starting to work something out like that, but it's not quite there. And Valve is really hands-off, so the quality of the actual tournament seems to vary greatly depending on who's actually running the tournament. Yeah, Riot, well, from what I remember, I don't know if it's that way anymore. Riot is is like a federation, basically. They're like the WWE, so to speak, where they're in full control of everything. Granted, it's not the same people who started it anymore. 
Uh, yeah, but, but still, yeah. it's you have a company that says this shit's got to get done, and we're in control of it. It's going to get done. Absolutely. Whereas Valve is kind of hands off of just like, oh yeah, we'll let somebody else produce the show and and all that. But uh, and because of that, there's just some a lot of inconsistencies. But yeah, uh, last thing, and then I promise I'll stop. Okay. So TI six, the International six, mm-hmm. tickets went on sale yesterday. Yeah. And it's the way, number one, the way they've, I've got no interest in going to that ever again. Uh, the only way I'd go uh, is if it was like here. I still, I've gone to major Dota tournaments here too, and I still wouldn't do it. Like you said, the best way to it's watch it is just right at now. home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's interesting is number one, the way they've broken up ticket sales now is really weird. What are you going to tell me? There's some so, weird packages going on. There are two tickets you must buy in order to watch the entire tournament. Oh, live. that's great. So there is a midweek pass, which costs uh, 75 bucks, and that grants you access to the first few days of the event. And then there is a finals day pass where you're granted access for the final two days of the tournament, which costs $100. They do not, they did not bundle them together. So there was a chance that you were buying one of those tickets, and when you went back to get the other one, it would have been sold out. Um, although I did not have trouble getting through. So I, I went in like 15 minutes after, after ticket sales went it. up. Yeah, I had no problem getting through for the finals day tickets. Uh, although still, I mean, we, when we went, it was 100 bucks per person, four days. Now, they're with the convenience fee and all that, that, that they've even tacked on top of it, they've more than doubled it. For two people, for two days, it was 225 uh, Or no, 250 I'm you see, sorry. See, that's insane. That's only just for the last two days of the tournament. Two days, yeah. Uh, and there's a good chance that the team that you want to watch wouldn't even be in the tournament by that point. Right. Um, so I don't know the way they, and their the whole thing, their consolation was, oh, well, we're having this big, outside of the key arena, there's this big field. And what they're doing is they're setting up a theater in that big field where you could watch the tournament from outside without having to pay anything. So I'm thinking that's a really weird consolation for people that just want to be in the arena well, watching it like that's a bizarre answer especially in an area that rains all the time well, that's the other thing that's a cop-out because you're saying all right so you spent all this money to get in here but we're gonna let people watch it for free literally right outside yeah 15 feet it's outside the same fucking yep. experience then because to be honest you're watching it on yeah, a screen <laughs> the the reason you go to a tournament is to meet the players you don't go because there's going to be anything else happening. These dudes are on keyboards. You're going to be watching a screen yeah. to see them play. <laughs> it's after is the reason you go. Maybe to meet Dendi. Maybe to meet yep. fucking, oh, God. Who, who, Jesus, I, it has, it's been a while. Puppy, yeah, Dendi, uh, yeah, those yeah, guys. You know, there, yeah, there's a bunch of them. But why would you say, <laughs> all right, so we'll set something else out, outside so people can watch it for free. I mean, at that point, like, I'm going to watch it at my fucking house. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's the same thing. It's, even if they were like, all right, Central Park, we're going to put it there, but you can also come to Madison Square Garden and pay $300 to get in. Why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, so I don't know. I, and, and the, so, and the weird, the very weird part, at least at TI4, and I'm sure it's really no different now. I think that what they could have done, was there were a lot of people that were there literally just to go to the secret shop and to buy merchandise. They were not watching. It was actually kind of eerie when you'd go into the tournament and the actual arena, for the most part, was empty except for the day of the finals. But the line for the secret shop would go for hours. So what they should do is just say, here, listen, here's a $50 ticket and this gets you access to the secret shop and that's it. Here's a $75 ticket that gets you access to the tournament or you could buy both if you want to do both see i i feel like for 50 dollars that would get you access to the big screen and the secret shop because saying that Why you not? have to pay money to stand online but people would do that that's You're my right. thing people, though people would their, do that. their fans are so crazy for hats and for dumb shit and then i realized how dumb a lot of that really is and a lot of them were resellers a lot of them would just go there buy and people want the coats they don't actually want the physical i want the physical it's like sandy and i really want the physical i, merchandise. I love my tiny statue that's my favorite little thing yeah like i actually really love the demi heroes and the plushies and all that but people online there only gave a shit about the coats about the in-game items 
And they were basically they were getting the codes and they were selling the codes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could go online onto the marketplace and find some of these rare items going for hundreds of dollars. Well, the crazy part too is with that, the unused codes would go for more than a lot of the items because there'd be the chance of getting one of those super rare items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, that happened. I'm not I'm not at all excited about it, and I actually feel the way they handled the two ticket thing is at least have a package. That combines the cost of the two, so I don't have to worry about, well, will the other ones sell out by the time I'm done checking out here for oh, this Oh, yeah, one. no, you're right. You're right. That's just fucking bizarre. But yeah, I'm kind of glad I'm over that game, because now I can play Dark Souls. And you can play, uh, I mean, I can play Bloodborne, and you can play Dark that Souls. That is true. That is very so true. So when are you guys doing the next, so how are you guys doing the playthrough for, for are you Twitch streaming yeah, we're gonna this? Be, we're you... going to be doing it through Twitch. Um, Riga's got a very empty room, so we we got him a headphone amplifier, so everyone can have their own headphones, up to four people. Okay, uh, so you can all hear the game. Um, and where can I watch this? Because I'm gonna be in the next broadcast, but I'm just throwing out throwing this Twitch. out. Twitch.tv/geeke. G e e k a d e. Uh, we should be live sometime on Sunday. Check back on our website, geekade.com, or on our Facebook. You just type in Geekade, we'll come right up, and uh, we'll have times and everything listed. And is Sunday going to be the day for this live yes. stream? All right. So, what are you doing? Two, I think we should do more than two hour chunks. I, we, we are. Uh, that was just a, that was for me and him a to test. test things out because we okay. didn't know how it was going to run on the computer and we didn't know how the computer was going to handle the load. All right. So, uh, yeah, we we should be doing it for quite a while. Um, you know, we'll probably long yeah, game. We'll probably break for <laughs> so. lunch and shit. But I mean, we could probably do a, a good chunk of it that day. We're gonna be pale looking cavemen by the time this is all done. Probably big beards and stuff. Just, uh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad, but it'll be Fuck. worth it. I'll put a. I'll, we'll buy a treadmill and an exercise bike and put it in yeah, there. Yeah, that'll too, fit. So we can watch that'll it. fit. <laughs> yeah, because he has nothing in there. <laughs> All right, so I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh, not to be confused with the actual podcast that's called this week's episode. Um, oh damn, that's yeah. Confusing. I think this wraps it up for Bond and the Vest Lord. Yeah. Uh, so guys, uh, remember if you want to get in contact with us, you can always shoot us an email at mail at geekade.com. Uh, you can talk to us about anything there, keep it general or whatever, or talk about something super specific. We'll be happy to get back to you or even talk about it on the show. Uh, yeah, whatever you, you want. If you guys do want to talk to us individually, you can reach me at kimono underscore vestlord on Twitter, and you can reach Arya at Ghetto Bond on Twitter. Uh, on the Twitter. On the Twitterverse. Uh, yes. So I think that wraps it up, guys. Uh, so. This is a good it, episode. It was. It certainly was. So yeah. for me and Aria, always remember to bond your investments. Or invest right. the bondments. Whatever. It works. <laughs> Long-term investment strategies. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Peace.